have to say it's so nice having some more estrogen on the show today. What is you? I'm very what, excited. Well, you know, well, let's, well, hold on. I guess we're here now, Jason. Just, just let's just go, man. Let, let's just go. Uh, uh, the DJ Aiken podcast. I am DJ Aiken, of course. And um, um, normally I have such a great intro- introduction for her, but um, you know, she started the show out choosing violence. So uh, <laughs> Melissa is here. Um, so nice to see you again, darling. Uh, wait a minute. And, and, and before, you know, I get back to your comment and we get the guest in here. Is that a new haircut we rocking? Listen, new hair who this baby. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You know, I just wanted to look a little bit mature for the next oh, two weeks. No, so, I, mean, I, I like it. I'm, I'm not. It was just not a bad thing. I was asking. You know, I'm just getting your, getting your HR on, getting your getting your. I might be corporate Annie on. You know, like it, like you. You know what? It, you know, it, it 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 screams. I am a VP of this operation. To me, that's what it oh, screams. Absolutely, and it I will screams to me be. like you have one of the dopest trench coat games out there right now. Like you Olivia should be. Moku. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like you should be in a state just a little bit above Atlanta, maybe up in New York and Boston somewhere, because you need the weather to be a certain way to rock the amount of gear that you have in the closet. That's what the haircut is screaming to me. I like it though. I like it. Um, we are here today, Melissa. It's gonna be. Uh, I got a couple of things I want to bring to your attention, but first, um, I'm super proud that I get to have like my bestie on on the show today uh miss amanda arapojita did i get your name right because ever since i've known you i mess your name up like ever since because i don't have to call you that i mean take some effort (laughs) oh wow i agree i agree actually (laughs) wow wow okay how about this the next time i get on the show yes to publicly be able to say my last name how about that and during the interview, I could just be like, what's my last name? And you just- I, I'm going to hold him to that promise. So Amanda, okay. now that we, we have you here, what's the government name the correct way, please? Well, okay, <laughs> well, well, with pronunciation, it's Ariopagita. But for- Man, I have never had right. to say that since I have known you, and we have been we have been drunk we have been drunk together in driveways. You have parked your car in my driveway and went in your own house. Um, we we have been to all kinds of parties. Um, you have <laughs> had to make sure I get home. Um, you have driven when neither one of us should have driven on my birthday oh, celebration. Um, you have you you have you have you have almost gotten me beat up for walking into your house when we thought we were both whispering in the hallway said you still can't say her last name the right way because i don't because because i don't because honestly and truly and i'll keep it between us i actually don't even say her regular name like i like we have like honestly and truly she means that much to me and we are that close that it's like a whole pet name situation that's really but i understand the frustration because my last name is laboreal my last name is laborier and so when people like come out with which is why i go by melissa l it just makes life easier but when people are close to me they don't say my name right it's like well you could say swarovski crystals like you can say Swarovski and that's well, not easy. Well, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you this. And let me, well, well, let me ask you this. Let me, and, and, and wait, wait, I'm, I'm asking you this and, and I'm going to be a gentleman here and I'm going to step up. Do yeah. I owe her an apology? Oh, I don't know. That's up to Amanda to decide. I feel that for instigating. I don't owe you, you an apology. I just owe some no, effort. You owe me an apology. You owe me a pronunciation. 
Okay. So so here's so he okay. So wait. So here's because here's and here's also the thing in full transparency. I don't mess your last name up on purpose. Honestly and truly though, since I've known you to be just yes. perfectly transparent, I don't know if I've heard you even say it to me five times. I don't I mean I I know how it's written down. It's in my yeah. phone. <laughs> Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 and, and this is not anybody's fault. I'm not like, I'm not getting out of the way of like, you know, you're right. You both are right. I'm going to take it. Fellas, you got to stand up sometimes. You got to just take it. And I'm taking stand it. Up. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I might be the same height like Tory Lanez when he stood up. Right. He was the same height as sitting down. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, You know, so, so with that being, but in all honesty, right? Like I think since I met you the very first day I met you and you were get you were moving in the house next door. I don't yes. think since then that I have honestly and truly heard you say your last name to where I could even hear it five times. And we've been, like I said, don't make you are my world. Like, like I get to say Amanda and Hey, Hey, you come here. Hey, are we drinking this? All that stuff. But I get that. I'm not using my government name in front of you. Right. Yeah. So how we hang out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, you know, so with that being said, but, but, but as you know, as should I say your government? Oh, we're not gonna do that oh. here either. We're gonna do that. You here know either. what? I don't even know it. But you know <laughs> we doing okay with Eakin here. Look, like this is not what this was. One time, his mail came to my house, and I got it. I was like, "Who the fuck is who? What?" Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to hit her up offline to make sure I get that government name too. Man, Amanda, Amanda probably got way more secrets than anybody. Like, really, like right next door to my house. Like, really, like literally, like right next door, same neighborhood. It's a whole, it's a whole another bunch. I read of stories. that on the Instagram comment because I, you know, I was like, okay, let me check out the video. I saw the comment that Eakin. Um, and you guys had that conversation. So you guys have been friends for like 20 years. It's been a yeah. long time. It's been a long okay. time. And wait, oh, but here's here's the craziest thing. And I, I love to tell this story. And like, like this is the thing. Like Amanda is like awesome. Been there for me. Like when I've had down times, up times, advice because she's got a legal background, all kinds of stuff that we've just talked about. But the funniest thing ever to me is how I tell people how I met her, right? Like there's a dude I knew in Orlando and this this is, we'll get into the show. This dude was, he was the booster. He was the booster. And every Thursday I would run up on this dude. He opened the trunk, all kinds of polos, Lacoste. It was everything. He was the booster. And, you know, one Friday or Saturday night, I'm out. I see this dude and light-skinned dude with the eyes. You know, the kind that, you know. The Michael we, Ely. The, Michael yeah, Ely. The, the kind that we think y'all like back in the day, right? So he, <laughs> so he, I see him and he's got this Band-Aid right here. And it ain't on really the Nelly thing. He's, you can tell he's been in a little scuffle. And I'm like, bro, you good? He's like, yeah, man, this chick, man, I should have I should have did something to her, man. But you know what? And so I'm thinking that it might have been something domestic. He kind of kept his hands off of her and she did whatever. Now. I'm arriving home one day and me and Amanda's mutual friend, Chrissy and Amanda are walking up to the house next door. That's for sale. After they're done, they come over. And that's when I actually get to meet Amanda because we, we both knew Chrissy. We both knew a bunch of the same people, but we hadn't actually ever met. And as we're talking, somehow or another, it comes out that Amanda has gotten into this squabble with this boy who didn't really understand what he was doing and before he knew it, he had the panda paws put on him. He had the panda paws put on him. Like, like he had the panda paws put on him, right? So now I'm getting the story in a whole different way. And I'm like, 
wait a minute. And I tell her, I'm like, he telling me, talking about he should have got his sister on you, whatever. I'm thinking to myself, bro, after what she did to you, your sister ain't have a chance, bro. Your sister. And so to this day, I tell people, I go, yo, when I met her, she had just put her hands on the neighborhood booster. And he tried her and didn't even know what he was getting into. And 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 when you if you see Amanda in real life, Amanda, how tall are you? Four twelve. There you go. Five feet. Whole five feet. Whole five <laughs> okay. feet. Now said, this, listen, I'm miniature, but we all get Man, these, let me tell you something right in. now. Let me tell you something. I wasn't there for the actual incident, but when I got the play by play of how he wound up on the bottom and how man, I was like, bro, it ain't really nothing else he could say to me. Like I like I don't want to be nowhere with him and get in no tussle. Cause I didn't feel like he was gonna be no help to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I go anywhere with Amanda, we roll out. Right. Cause we well, know if to get the tussling, we gonna be tussling. We gonna be there. <laughs> Amanda's gonna be my new bodyguard while you're playing. She's <laughs> a girl right there. And he tried to dance with me, and I politely said no. Oh, here we go. He tried to do it again, but this time he put his dick on my back. Oh, and oh, then oh. I said, "Oh hell no!" And then he had the audacity to push me, like legit push me. Oh like, no 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 no! Hold on, push me. So would have caught them hands too. <laughs> I grew up with two older brothers. Like, I love this story. I clocked him right in the jaw so quick. He landed on the floor. Next thing you know, squatted over him like, bam, bam, bam. And security had to get me off. Like, because my thing is like, you don't touch a woman. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you gave him a pass. You said, you said, hey. No, I'm good. Once I give you that pass, all bets are off, baby. Oh, and then you pushed me. Oh my gosh, it went like zero to a hundred. Like my brother, father said, "Don't let nobody touch you, and if they do, you are given permission to do whatever the fuck you need to do to defend yourself." And Wait, and they're in this spot called headlights, right? And headlights is like the spot where it's supposed to be a little bit like. You kind of got to watch it. Like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a hood spot, but we kind of wind up there like the good the kids wind up there too, right? No, but it's wait, a. Wait. It's the spot where all the college kids used to go. Like, you're. Okay. Your yeah, but like, it, was like, it was like the hoodier spot, though, for the college kids. I mean, it was like, what, $2 to get in? Yeah, it was like the hoodier <laughs> spot, okay, though. So, so I'm assuming this place is no longer in existence. No, it's not. But it was, it was definitely one of them spots that when yeah. we was coming up in college, though, you, you, okay. went, you knew about headlights. It was okay. on the corner of Alafaya and Colonial. Which is around the and corner pretty much from, from UCF. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. so y'all was like hood adjacent, which I wasn't like. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't a spot that you like adjacent. like she said though, like if you went there by yourself, you ain't necessarily feel uncomfortable because you was gonna run into people mm-hmm. that you knew. But if you look at the college spots that were in the area, it was more of like the hood hood college spot. But it was cool. Yeah, it was- for all minorities to go to. Oh, there you go. There's a way to put it. There you go. Okay. There's a way to put it. I love it. But, we but, all would have been in there. But now that, now that we've, we've gotten us... We are the fucking world. <laughs> Look, I, I do have this question, though, now that we're here, though, right? And 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 I say this about the club. And now that I got, you know, I'm, I'm getting to get ladies' opinion. Um, To me, I tell people that the club is kind of, when I look at it from the stage, from a DJ thing, it reminds me a lot of the wilderness, right? Like, I don't see dudes really ask y'all to dance anymore. They kind of just walk up, they start hunching, and if you, usually it's a girl in front, right? It's a girl in front that's your homegirl, and she'll be like, "Mm mm-mm. Mm-mm, right and then y'all then y'all move if he's okay then y'all go ahead and back that thing up and give it to him is it ever okay though in amanda's words 
Wait, listen. for a dude that you don't know to just walk up and put his thing on your back, just, 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 no. just, you know, I ain't never, I ain't never been bold enough to do that to a chick I don't know, and I, and I kind of think I'm the center of attention a lot of times, but I ain't never been that bold. Is it ever? And I, I got dudes who just be like, bro, I'm going, and they just go in and they just, they, <laughs> they right in the middle of y'all. Is it ever okay? Is it ever just, to, just right on your back? Is it ever okay? I, I will say this: it depends on how old you are. Okay. Okay. And I say this, <laughs> Because I remember shaking my ass in college. We had like 96, 90, what was it? 69 boys. I graduated in 96. College was 2000. So it was like that era. Right. You know? mm-hmm. so I would say like you look at how men communicate in the clubs nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's on their phone. Everybody's on mm-hmm. their phone. Whatever. Back then, mm-hmm. we were had a drink in hand. And we actually danced with each other. So mm-hmm. that whole putting your dick on your back or whatever that was a level of communication between men and women in the 90s and 2000s like unfortunately that's how we how we hung out in the clubs but that was now, a, literally hung out that I was think a, one of the that, last uh it's almost like like as females like i remember saying like okay i'm going out if you walk through a crowd let me put my hand behind my butt because I knew it was going to get grabbed. And for whatever reason, like, I'm like, I'm okay with that. That's part of going to the club. Now mm-hmm. at 44 years old, oh, hell, motherfucker, no. I will <laughs> right. not okay here. No, that is not going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, my 21-year-old self was totally different, you know, so... Melissa, is it, is it more okay now? Because Melissa's Melissa's heavy on the scene. Melissa, is it is it okay now? Is it? Is it I mean, I'm just um, saying. The community- so I think I'm one of the last generations to like enjoy going to the club without like the whole Instagram and like Facebook was cool, but it wasn't like a, a thing like it is now. Right. And so same thing. Like I did expect, you know, if I was dancing that a man was gonna like come and grab me and that the homegirl was gonna communicate with me like, okay, yes, yeah, it's like, it's cool. Like, you know, back that thing up. <laughs> um, however, now because of like section culture, I like, you know, clubs now have more sections. People are on their phones. Like if I don't know, you, I'm older now, you know, I'm 31. I'm like, okay, well, if you, why are you touching me? I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I know we don't have COVID much in Florida, but there's a pandemic, um, there's monkeypox, there's so many more factors in the world that there weren't before. Like, I'm I'm cool without you touching. Like, right. Yeah, like, don't bring out the Amanda 23-year-old self. Like, we don't right. want to do that. Right. Because she will have you on the ground. We're fighting. I don't need to Just be fighting. Just to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for fellas here, because this is the talk that we have a lot of times. Is that when we ask you to dance, though, if you don't know us, you guys aren't really that receptive. So what is a man to do in these situations? Like he figures like and, and I've seen dudes who be legit gentlemen. And I'm not saying that you always have to dance because at times, I guess y'all are wearing heels to the club and everything else. You'd be like, I don't really feel like dancing. But what is a dude really to do? I mean, do 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 the particular women that you guys hang out with. Do you guys still come out with the thought of dancing and having a good time? Oh, yes. And I'm just waiting for a man to politely ask. That's all it is. Because for women, we just need to feel safe. You know, again, Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like we dancing and all of a sudden something's like poking me. Like, really? Mm -hmm. How did we go here? You know, I want (laughs) this escalated quickly. (laughs) Like, and you will know within the dance 
how close I want to get with you. You know what I mean? So if I'm grinding on you, it's because I want to, <laughs> you know, but if you just came and shoved your, you know, thrust your hips right on me, that's not going to go very well. <laughs> so it's, it's a courtship. It's a mini courtship when asking a woman to dance. You got to go slow, have some distance, feel her out, let her feel you. And then <laughs> hey, Jason, am I in a little class here, Jason? Am I in a class here? I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm actually the worst. Um, I just, I just don't. I don't. Well, listen, like, like I, I came here for the drinks. I ain't coming to dance with you, boy. Oh, no, I'm got, I'm like, no, seriously, though, like, I did not come to be seen by you. I did not come to dance with you. I came to get drunk in my corner and dance by myself. I like to be alone around a lot of people. So, like, <laughs> so you know, it actually, and it, it's like normally I'll come out because the DJ has a really good set. And so it, it actually pisses me off when someone comes to talk, oh, hey, I like your outfit. I don't care. I'm here. I'm listening to my music. Oh, like, no. <laughs> but then she comes to a social place to be antisocial. Like, that, that's literally what she does. Okay. So, one more question before we get into this. And, you're talking to me in this social environment right i can't believe you want to be social in this social environment i can't believe this is happening okay now my sisters told me this when i was younger and i am honestly glad you know what melissa maybe we should invite more women here because i feel like i'm learning something today and it's my job as an outreach person to get this information to pass on to the masses so you're goddamn right <laughs> <laughs> my, my sisters used to tell me this when i was younger and female cousins and stuff they said a woman usually knows if she wants you before you even say anything, she's just hoping that you don't mess it up. Is that true? Uh, the last part, not true. I wouldn't say that. Like I can see a man and be like, oh yeah, he can get it, you know, but <laughs> I'm not in this, <laughs> I'm not at, oh, he's gonna mess it up. Like, no, it would be, oh, get it. And then that's it. <laughs> I'm so glad thought. Amanda is the optimist out of the two women here. I'm so glad we have a good balance. Like Amanda, you need to come more often um, because I am the person that is like, yo, he's he's cool. He about to do something to piss me off. Like I just know. Like I just I will side eye a man. For, it's so funny because in my current relationship, I was telling my boyfriend, I go, dude, I was side eyeing you for like the first six months. Cause I was like, ain't no way this dude is for real. Like he, he's going to breathe funny one day. Like, he's just gonna... <laughs> well, so, okay. So, so what's my, so what, what advice do I give fellas with that though? Then like, if, do we speak first? Is it, is it, is it, is it that fellas nowadays, are we just, has the approach just become bad? Because I, you know, I hear these things too. And I've talked to both of you, you know, in other conversations that we have about different things going on into, in the world. And I don't know how this episode became about relationships, but here we are. Right. <laughs> um, are we in this place though, that fellas and, and I'm generalizing here, so I don't mean all fellas. So we don't have to jump on that word, but as a whole, like the male and female dynamic, it's become maybe the communication has become bad because of the phone. Like, like fellas, like I feel like this, even when I'm talking to kids, right. That we don't even understand now the simple greeting, like, Hey, how you doing? Eye contact, actual handshaking. You know what I'm saying? When you meet somebody and whether that's male or female. Right. But I feel like it's particularly bad when it comes to the dating scene. Right. And, and by knowing a bunch of females, like I do and being closer to both of you, the way that I am, I feel like you guys definitely have it kind of crazy out here because I'll be looking at some of the things that, even some of the people I call my boys do, and maybe even some things that I've done, but I think I'm one of the good ones at this point because I've gotten proper proper counseling. But 
and I'm and I'm working on myself every day. Continue but to seek it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. On, I'm a work in progress. Um, and Amanda, you probably can speak to this first, right? Like, has it has it gotten worse? Is it about the same as it was? You know, because I know you think differently now, being older, right? Like your approach to it is even different. But you know, the way that even the fellas, because the fellas that have gotten older, they in the phone now is. Has it gotten better, worse? Is it? Are we on our way to something, or you just can't stand I mean, the whole process? What the hell? It's just it depends. First, it depends on the person, as always. But I think with technology, that it just changed the way that men and women communicate. You know, I came from a time where you met a boy, he had to like scurry and find a freaking pen, write my phone number down on his hand, make sure he doesn't sweat that shit off. And then he's gonna call me at three o'clock. I better be by the phone because there's no like pagers, cell phones or nothing. Like make sure his phone call comes through, you know? So there was a little bit more intention and effort in trying to communicate with the other person. Now, because of technology and texting, it's so easy and so easily access. So like even how men approach, not all men. Okay, okay, okay. Let's not hear that. I don't want to blanket. It's just, it's more of how men and women communicate. It starts with the, hey, how are you? And it's just, it's boring, <laughs> you know? Um, before when a man's trying to communicate or he sees me on the street or he wants to talk to me, we talk on the phone. You can't see that in a text. You can't see... You can't hear people's voices. You can't see people's expressions when everything is on text. And and now it's like the hey, good mornings, all that that dry shit. But I'm like, back in the day, <laughs> conversation like that, they had to pay like a dollar a minute to a nine seven six number so that they could say good morning to whatever female. <laughs> right. The Instagram and Facebook and all these outlets they have this free 976 number. So it's just, it's so convoluted with how we communicate. It's like romance has gotten affected because of technology. Unfortunately, you know, like if a man would just get my phone number and pick up the phone, cause I'm used to like long talks through the night. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the phone. Get off the phone. Who are you talking to? You don't have that anymore. You You know, I think it's a generation thing for sure. Because my brother Mm -hmm. is 25. Right. So we're only six years apart. But um, it's like we're a world apart with certain things. And, um, you know, when Tinder, like, was a thing, right? And when I was single, I had a Tinder. And my brother was like, yeah, dude, like, when you get to know someone, like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I called that when they gave me the phone number. And he goes, you called that? Dude, that's weird. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, and my brother was like, no, nah, dude, like, you got to shoot a text. Like, can't just be calling people. And I go, but I want to get to know the person. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, that's that old shit. No one does that. You got to text them. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> dating was so painful. I literally, um, I think I was on the dating apps and then I got off of them almost immediately because I was like, oh my God. And the, the people don't even ask you how you're doing. Men ask you what you're doing, W-Y-D. Why are you asking what I'm doing? They don't even write it out either, do they? They don't even write it out either. They just be like, (laughs) W-Y-D. W-Y-D pisses me off. I will block you over W-Y-D. Like, like, what? I will block you off a good morning. Wow. Wait, okay, so let me ask you this. 
because because I, I I think like y'all do too. Like when somebody writes me K, I'd be like, what what were you doing so much that you couldn't put the O there? Like why did I just get the K? <laughs> right? Like I hate that one too. But let me ask you this: and how many how many what what you doing text should a guy get before he actually have to say some shit and y'all be like, bro, bye? Because you like you like you both seem to be like we'll we'll shoot a lot of like, hey, what you doing? He'd be like, bro, like offer up something, bro. If you would like to go to a movie, if you would like to go to dinner, like let's exactly. make a real plan. So how many yeah. how many how many WYD texts? Well, Melissa, I know what you is like one because you about to block somebody with WYD. But if they actually <laughs> write out if they actually write out what you doing, how many of those texts do they got before something should really be like, bro, suggest something, bro, Sug- or we're done here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's instant friend zone. What you doing or whatever? Like <laughs> we're compartmentalizing over here. Um, I ask why. Not much. You, you know what? You did not ignite anything with me with that boring conversation. Like my thing is like, let's play it in real life. You say good morning to me. I you say good morning. I say good morning. Then it's your turn to talk. Right. Right. Usually. And I say it's like. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Uh, okay. And so when Get I your ass over here in this friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends how it's set too. It's like so if if it's like, okay, we greet each other in the morning and you say, Hey, what are you getting into today? I'm under the assumption now because of the way you just kind of worded it, like, okay, maybe you might have plans for me today. Yeah, and so yeah. then I will willfully answer. But right. if you just put WYD. Um, I'm blocking you, and when I see you out on the street, I'm acting like I've never met you before in my life. I'm not even gonna be mad. I just I don't know you, Jason. Um, like this is all over some, all of, this is all over no. three letters, yo, yo, yo. yo I, I will say this, man. Hey, fellas, let me tell you this right now, bro. Let me tell you something right now, fellas. I am giving you the guidance right here. Women are not taking your WYD bullshit no more. Okay, they're not taking it. Um. Look, I, I gotta I gotta keep this one moving because I, I I really want to talk to you, Amanda, too, about the show. But Absolutely. since we are here and we are so deep into this dating thing, it's only right that I kind of like flip this one over and, and get your thoughts on this one because this one hit the net um, a few days ago. And and just a little pre-story. It's an it's an Asian female who has like, and she'll tell you she's dated all different types na- nationalities of men, right? All different types or whatever. And in particular, she's speaking in this particular video on. Um, things that black men have said to her or talked to her about when they're dating her or interested in dating her. And she gave some opinions on it. And it's kind of been burning up the net with a lot of different people um, giving their thoughts on it, a lot of different blogs or whatever. I don't want to get too deep. I want to let you guys hear it. And then I want to get like your feedback on it. I don't want to give too much of mine as a guy. I I really wanted to get, and I, and I think it's dope because I think I got it here. I got uh, black, brown, and 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 Asian here, and, and I got the whole spectrum covered. I got the whole spectrum covered right here to kind of get the proper thoughts on this. So let's listen to this clip right here, um, and then get you guys' thoughts. Oh, we're coming. I'm a thick woman. I weigh about 165 pounds. I'm five five. So. Honestly, the brothers like to holler, and they still do. Regardless of what some men in the comments are trying to say that black men aren't checking for Asian women, yeah, right, check my DMs. But anyway, um, pretty much every time I met a black man, he thought it would be a flex to say something like, yeah, I like my women foreign, I like my women exotic. And I don't know why they decided to say that to me, if they thought it would make me feel good or something, but for me, it's always a red flag. And so I would dig in a little bit further and say, well, what do you mean by that? Like, 
because I'm I'm a white girl on the inside. My family is white. I grew up in a white community in a small town in the Midwest. So I might look exotic, but I'm Wonder Bread white on the inside. So anyway, whenever these guys would say this, I'd be like, well, you're about to be in for a big disappointment if you're expecting a submissive, docile Asian to take care of you. But it really bothered me when these guys would say, yeah, I don't like black women, because that's what it always came down to, that they didn't date black women, regardless if they were black or not. And their moms are black, their sisters are black, their cousins are black. I'm like, would you say this to their face? That's weird. So I kind of pick and prod after I already decided, yeah, I'm done with this, I'm out, because anybody who says something like that just is an immediate red flag. But it always came down to the same stupid stereotypes that black men always have to say about women. They're loud, they're masculine, they don't know how to treat a man, they wear fake hair. So what? So what? You don't have to put down an entire race of women because you have a preference. And honestly, like I've dated pretty much every race, every ethnicity. I'm Ms. Worldwide when it comes to dating. Only common denominator is black hair and dark eyes usually. But I've never heard any group of people, group of men put down their own women more than I've heard black men do it in pursuit of other women. And I just find it really disheartening. And I understand why this divide is getting bigger, but I don't want to be a part of it. So I hate it. And I had to speak on it. Boom. Okay. Um, so we heard it. Um, let me give you my initial thoughts and just what I've seen and being a black man, right? Um, I've seen this conversation happen before, right? And, and I'm in lots of rooms on Twitter and black Twitter oftentimes as well, right? And one of the arguments that I've heard from the women that look like me is that date who you want. Like, not like they really care, right? But you don't have to put us down in the process of dating whoever you want, right? Like, And, and I've never really understood it either. And I, I think if you've got a preference, you're human, right? People like what they like. If, like me, I only want... If I get a dog, I don't really want a small dog. I don't. It's not that I dislike them. I just personally don't want to run a small dog. If I get a dog, it's probably going to be a Rockweiler or it's going to be a Pit or a Staffordshire Terrier, something crazy like that, right? It's not going to be the little toy dog or whatever. It doesn't mean that the dogs have done me wrong or that I got to downplay them like they're bad dogs because this is the kind of dog that I want. Not sure if that's the greatest comparison I should use here, but when, <laughs> you know, like one of, one of those... <laughs> one of the things that I saw when I first moved to Florida, right, was I saw like a lot of dudes that I would meet that looked like me. And I had came here from New York originally, but I had been in Atlanta for a little minute with my brother. And the interracial dating thing, I definitely didn't see as much, especially in the places that I was at. I was hanging around the AU, um, black colleges everywhere. Right. So I really didn't see it. And I got here and it was like it was like a big, big thing. Like the first like six months I was here, I was seeing it everywhere. And I was hanging around some dudes, too, who's, who would tell me, like, yeah, I, mean, I don't even really talk to black girls. I never really understood why or understood, like, the whole thing of, like, I look and be like, bro, your mom is black. Your aunt is black. Like, it can't be that bad. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, my mom gets on my nerves. But the minute she ain't talking to me, I am lost. Like, I'm like, Ma, where you at? Why ain't you pick the phone up? Like, pick the phone up. You know what I'm saying? Because this is my world here. Um, so I personally have never been that dude to understand why that needed to be done. You know, what I'm saying like just to date if you wanted to date someone outside your race and that's for anything. But in particular, I think she's right. Like it does seem to be a prevalent thing that's said a lot of times when it comes to black men. And it may be because I noticed because I am black. That could be it. But your thoughts on hearing it and maybe even your experiences. I mean, Melissa, you're black and brown. I kind of get a double whammy with you here. Amanda <laughs> being Filipino, you are exactly 
Asian as she was speaking about, right? So um, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, no, go ahead, Amanda. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Along with her, I have dated all around the world. I, for men, it's just, you know, whatever I'm attracted to, a man is a man, whatever, you know. Um, with what she's saying, I think it's just, it's more of, it's just rude. That's when it comes down to it. Like, you don't, like she said, you don't downplay something else or be passive aggressive, make passive aggressive comments about something else to like heighten what you like. It's like, it's okay to have preferences. It's okay to like what you like, but don't put opposite down. Right. That does, you're, you're making it seem like what you're doing is right. And then anything opposite is bad. So is there any, it's is there, is there anything to her point too, though, that she says like it, cause it definitely couldn't be a flex to me that you're putting down the very people who look like you and who birth you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like essentially like him saying that or whoever has said that to her, like, bro, your mom is black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you, you probably got a sister or a cousin or an aunt that's black. And I know some of these families be crazy or whatever. And I think that I got a wild one. Right. But I love my aunts. I love my cousins. I love them all. They all got their quirky ways. We all do stuff. And some, some of them do more stuff than others. You'd be like, yeah, she crazy, bro. We just going to talk to her for a little bit and I'm going to go into the other <laughs> side of the room. But I wouldn't want it any, any other way with them being my relatives. Right. So to me, when I look at them, there's great things I see about them as black women. You know what I'm saying? I don't, they, I don't, my, my, my family isn't mixed until we mix it up. And that means that somebody in my family marries someone else. But when you go down to it, all the women in my family, they got those kitchens that I know they black for real. They black for real. That kitchen <laughs> back they, here, got the kitchen yeah, they got back that kitchen back there. Right. And, and I love, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And they've taught me some great things. They still have great talks with me to this day. I think that's a big part of this, this thing that, that got to me, that made it stand out to me was bro. Like, are you pretty much like these, these women like your mom is like this, you know, qualities aside, you know, everybody has their qualities. That was a big part of it to me that I just, I just could never see that as a flex. I couldn't see that as a flex. A woman saying that to me, like a woman coming to me that that's, that's Latin and being like, yeah, I'll, I'll never date no Latin dudes. Cause you know, they're just beneath me. And I'm like, bro, hold on. I, your dad probably Latin. If I'm not, if I'm looking at you correctly, right. Your dad's right. probably Latin. So they all can't be beneath you. Cause uh, you know, one had to get you here, you know, um, um, go ahead, Melissa. I'm sorry. No, no, you're totally okay. I, um, so for me, I look at it from both ways, right? I have a brother who I mention often, and he went through a phase where he wasn't dating any black, like when he first started dating, he didn't date black girls at all. Um, and of course, we're Hispanic of, you know, Hispanic descent, but I mean, I always identify as black first because that's what you see first. Um, so to me, I was just like, is this like a hatred, like a self-hatred thing? Like, why do you only date white girls like why are you not dating black women is there a problem like because right. that that was a big thing um and then he went to college and he was like no like i it's not like i dislike black women i just you know i have a preference but you know fine okay um so the self-hatred thing was out the door now in terms of me being a woman of color right i'm a black woman um but my parents are from honduras and so i'm a honduran american um i've been with all races of men but when i have been with other black men they'll say, well, you're not like regular black girls, so I like you better. Or you're exotic, you're a foreign. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a fucking car, I'm not a rug. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, there's no need to describe me in that way, but it does bother me because, you know, there's there's really no, 
like Amanda said, and she said it in perfect words, you know, you don't need to uh, down something to heighten your preference. You know, it's just not, it's unnecessary. It, it's uncomfortable because then it becomes, are you fetishizing? Do you like me for, do you like me because I'm me? Or do you like mm -hmm. me because, oh, I'm a, I'm a feisty Latina and, you know, I make rice and beans and, you know, like, no. It's but just, you don't even cook though. Oh, wait, wait. I don't cook. I'm, don't I'm do sorry. Me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, at least. At, at least, at least, at least one episode, I'm gonna get a "Don't Do Me." At least one, every episode, I'm gonna get at least one "Don't Do Me." Um, at least, because I'm gonna do something. Amanda, you had a flip side of this though. When we were kind of pre-talking about this, right? The flip side, one of the things you talked about is, like, because you've dated like black men, a white guy will say to you, "You only date black guys." Like, how has that felt, and what is, what is that conversation? Like? Yeah. So, I mean. Throughout my dating history, <laughs> <laughs> we're just putting you on blast today. <laughs> Blacks, like everywhere, Greeks, whatever. Love around the world, right? Um, but what I have seen, I just don't like it when you get blanketed, just no different than we say all men or all women. Um, what I ran into is white men telling me that I only date black men. And I'm like, but my last boyfriend of four years was Puerto Rican. I don't get that but it's i get the whole once i date a black man i'm pegged as that's all i date you know mm -hmm. so that's the opposite of that and it's like no i'm an equal opportunist <laughs> right no same same like you know um i've dated my boyfriend now he's he's white um but he's never made a comment about that but i've dated other people from other races um like indian an indian guy was like yeah oh so you only date black guys or you know, and then and then it gets like real creepy. Then you start asking me weird questions, like, "So is the myth real?" And you're like, "Okay, bro, like, wow. is <laughs> no, literally, like, wow. literally, like, we are pillow talking, we in the bed. Okay, boom, you only date black guys. Uh, no, it's an equal opportunity here. You know, I did it. I don't know, Filipino, white, black. You're Indian, like, all of the above. Um, and then it becomes, well, is there a reason why? Is the myth like listen, bro? Like you, can, you don't have to make generalizations. Like don't be weird. Like, like, don't be weird. Don't call me foreign. Don't call me this. You know, don't ask me these questions. If, like, we're if we're if we're talking about a list of questions that a dude should never ask a female, is it about another man's like work? Is that is that got to be at the that's got to be in the top five? It was a doctor. That's what made it even weirder. Because it's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, didn't you study anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you asking? Yeah, like, is it, that's got to be in the top five questions, right? Like, don't ask a woman. Like, I, I've been taught that you don't ask a woman things you don't really want to know. Like, that, like, or ask anybody, right? Like, if you don't really want the truth, right? If you don't really want the truth, bro, you probably shouldn't answer it. Ask it because. You can the truth. Yeah, yeah, because depending on the mood she in, and she might really give you the truth, then your little feelings is hurt. Then you out. Then you, then you, then you get your ass moved to that other side just because your own doing. You didn't, you didn't just got it's yourself. lucky I was feeling nice. <laughs> because you know me i always got an answer baby <laughs> man look i look i i don't know i don't even know what we do about that one i just i just thought it was interesting that it was kind of kind of hitting the net and i think you both make very valid points of and you know like you don't have to 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 act like something else is trash or beneath you if you like something you know and I, I think that's a big point and like like nowadays people are dating exactly how they want to date right like whoever you like you just like and it's it's i don't know it's almost like frowned upon if you only say i only like this one thing it's like yo bro if you like the person you like the person do what you feel like doing guy or girl right and i don't know yeah everybody's experience is different like her experience is that 
Asian dealing with the black men she's ran into, I haven't dealt with that with right. black men. The black men I've dated have dated black women. It just it just sucks when races are getting and all that stuff is getting categorized. Just like how we don't want to hear all men do the blah, 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 or all women do blah, blah, blah. You don't want to hear all black men do this or all Asian women do this. Like, like the stereotype mm-hmm. of servient Asian. Whew, that is so not me. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like sit with Latinas. Yeah, that's how we met. You, you ain't going to hit that submissive bow every time your the man come home? Glad you're yeah. home. Man. You ain't going to hit that every time your man come home? <laughs> um, Amanda, um, you are uh, reluctantly, uh, I, I wouldn't say reluctantly, but I will say this in our talks, right? You're like, hey, man, I'm about to be on TV. Hey, I'm not even sure how to handle it, right? You are about to be on TV where I can tune in and be like, right there uh zombie house flipping i got the proper yeah. enunciation pronunciation of that jason so i won't get in trouble um so. <laughs> show us about the pop off what is yes. going on there oh my god where do i even start um shoot okay so like we're getting spilled yeah well well how, first of all first of all what is the, what is this what is what is the premise of the show i know i know it's a it's a reality type situation what is the premise of the show Okay, so I'm an interior designer and I have two co-stars. One is a flipper and the other is a realtor. So as a team, we are renovating houses in the Tampa area. And A&E has signed up with um, Zombie House Flipping. We're to do a whole season um, with the show, rehabbing all these houses in Tampa. Um, How I even got here is like a whole nother story because... Eakin, as you know, I've never been the one to like go for Hollywood or do any of this. It's do you even got a headshot? That's what I want to know. You ain't even got no damn headshots. What you doing on TV? You ain't got no <laughs> damn headshots. You ain't going live every week. You ain't doing none of these things that that people out here doing. All of a sudden, you like, hey, hey, guess what, Eakin? Um, we gotta have a drink because I'm about to be on TV. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> we ain't even took no headshots. We ain't, what the hell? You sound like Kanye talking to Sway. You ain't been doing the education. Just leave my girl alone. You're not gonna give her too much. You're not gonna give her too much right now. <laughs> Go on, Amanda. <laughs> Real all this stuff, and I'm like, I gotta go surfing. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> what can I can I ask you this? Though? Why what why why what's behind the name Zombie House Flipping? What's what's behind the name? So it's they call it zombie houses because these houses are just they're they're bad. They're gross. They've been like one of the houses that we went into is over a hundred years old. Another one had shit all over the house. There's a hole in the roof, like just all kinds of really, really crazy dilapidated houses, you know? So we take them and we beautify them and, you know, we're trying to, you know, this is the first time where a team has had kind of like a, a designer. So we're trying to get away from the cookie cutter aspect because with flippers, they like to do the same thing over and over and over again. So with hopefully, you know, with my touch, um, we'll flip houses, but we'll make good houses and quality and Right, beautiful houses. Can can we get a little bit into your your uh, and I'm a, Melissa? Did you want to jump in with a question? Because I'm about to ask. Her, get a, go ahead, go ahead, Melissa. 
One, I just want to commend you for it. Um, I think innovation. Man, come is, on, man! Don't go giving no shot. Don't go giving no headshot, no, Amanda. Will, that many props. We are, like, her name is No I Headshot, Amanda. Because right? that, that's what I know. No don't Headshot, ask me Amanda. To talk and then interrupt me. <laughs> don't do me. <laughs> no. So one, I just think that's an awesome, you know, um, preface for a show. Like the fact that you're being so innovative. But I did want to know, um, you know, your path. I know you kind of were getting into that. Like, was it a linear path for you to, like, how did you find out that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Not the TV show, of course, but, you know, just the designing part. How did you get into that? Oh, my God. Well, Eakin, you've known me 20 plus years. That's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, and what's crazy is, Melissa, you're right on track, and I'm, I'm glad you got it out, because I was going to, like, talk about her path, because it is a, a little bit of a different one. I mean, you can give it to her, you know, like how you got into the design thing and probably like a shortened version because we know it's a lot going on in there. But when I met her, Melissa, legal, like paralegal. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So right. that's why, and and I'm curious about it too, just because I myself am going through a career change. I'm, I'm actually getting into real estate, um, oh, leaving an HR behind. So girl, like, when you said design, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I would need some help staging. But no, no, no. Tell me about your, your path though. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me try to do this in really quick. So when I met Eakin at the ripe age of 22, about to be 23, I had just graduated from UCF with my legal studies degree. I was a litigation paralegal for like 13 years. And at the age of 31, I went back to school for design because I was like, I don't want to do this paralegal thing anymore, even though I was married making six figures, had my own paralegal business, went back to school, and it took me like a couple more years to get my second bachelor's. Then found myself, I'm getting divorced. Goodbye to the six-figure paralegal salary. Like, you got to make a career change. And, you know, to make a long story short, at that time, which was like 10 years ago, I basically sold everything that I had, and I started rock bottom, making like seven fifty an hour because – you know, you're making a, a career industry switch. So you have to pay the dues. So fast forward, um, ended up being a an interior designer for Ikea for a few years. So got to design the room sets and the mini homes there. And then from there, I started my own company, Interior Motive Design. Um, this flipper by the name of Peter Duke, um, I used to help him with kitchens at Ikea. So he ended up investing money with me and we got a home staging business um, going. So did that for a few years, did design. The next you know it, I did an Airbnb design and a home stage for this one guy named Rick Malero. Rick Malero knows this other guy named Domar Cross, which is the lead guy on this uh, TV show. He needed a designer for the team and he was asking, you know, do you know anybody? And Rick forwarded my name. And then next thing you know it, I'm getting interviewed by the casting director and all of a sudden I'm in Hollywood. So that's like the really shortened version <laughs> of it. Um, so like, it's just the process of going through the design journey and just being authentic to having passion just got me here. I didn't plan for Hollywood. I didn't plan for any of this. I just always, always, always just went with what I wanted and what I love. So I'm here. I'm, I'm, I still don't believe I'm on TV. I'm still like, yeah, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I but, admire um, that. 
Yeah, but it take. I mean, the shortened version of that, it takes a lot of grit, you know, a lot of sacrifices, you know. Eakin knows I, I I was rolling in a Mercedes CL 500. Wait, no, wait, that, wait. Yeah, that. And then you had that big ass, you had that big ass Lexus truck too. You had that truck. Yo, she had a truck that was so big. I was like, bro, like, why do you even have this truck? Like you are in the front. There's nobody in all these other seven seats. And even if I get in here with the way I like to like move around, I can't sit in all of these seats in like a week. Like, they don't matter. Right. <laughs> what? But then like, and, and Amanda, I, I want to ask you this. Like if you could, if you could, because I think sometimes like to Melissa's point, right? Some people don't, they never get to see the journey. They see the before and a lot of people, they see the after, right? So they don't see like, again, me being close to you, I've seen a lot of it, a lot of it, right? But if you could tell your younger self something, right? About the journey that they're going to be on and their passion and finding that, what would you tell your younger self? Oof. Oh my gosh. I would, I would always tell my, my younger self that it's going to be okay. And just, it's going to be okay no matter what, it's going to be okay. So, you know, I started life being a paralegal and I'm an interior designer. I'm fuck. I might be a pilot in 10 years. Rounded up to me. Like if you just live life and just go with what you love and if you're okay with change, well, not that if you're okay with it, accepting that change is going to come. Um, you can thrive, you know, so many times, you know, why I became a paralegal was I was supposed to be safe. I was supposed to get the job, uh-huh. you know, go to college, get something safe. And I did it. I flourished at it. it. It was great. It was fun. But then I was like, no, I want to do something else. But that was actually the question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, did I- you feel like you had to? And the reason why I asked this is, you know, obviously you and I, um, you know, you're Asian, I'm Hispanic. Um, and you're both women at that. And you're both women at that. But, you know, I don't, don't know if you're first li- don't seem to like me much either, but that's another problem. We love you, Eakin, anyways. <laughs> Go ahead. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I would have already blocked you. I would have, we would have hung up the call and we would have just had our own. <laughs> but no, um, you know, I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if the fact that, like I said, you're Asian, I'm Hispanic. My parents, my mom especially, was like, I didn't come to this country for you to not go to school and not have a, this kind of career. I was wondering if that was the sort of influence that you had at home and if that were a paralegal at a point in time and then decided to switch gears. Yeah, but they also came from a different generation. So I understand that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. shoot, my parents immigrated from the Philippines in 1969. So their their sacrifices and their plight and opportunities at that time aren't the same as mine. So they're coming with that same mindset. So, I mean, I have an understanding of that, but now it's like, okay, I did the paralegal thing. Now I'm grown. I got to go do my thing. <laughs> I really like that. I appreciate it. And it's funny that you said at age 31, um, I'm 31 right now. And okay. I did the whole military thing. I did the HR thing. I did the sit down at a desk, do the nine to five. I'm 31. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go to real estate school. Like, I'm going to do that now um, and no have way. a more lucrative business, you know? So, no, I'm like, I was listening to you and I'm like, oh my God, like her story, she's so lit. Thinking this is one of my favorite, uh, now, you hear one lit? of my favorite guests. You want to hear lit? You want to hear lit? Amanda, what? real quick. Hmm. Tell us how you went to the Philippines with a backpack. No. <laughs> Like how many days was it? How many days were you going? I was in the backpack. No, th- 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 she went on a trip to the Philippines, literally for quite a few days, and she only packed a backpack. Girl, how long yeah. was you out there, and what was in the backpack? <laughs> I was out there for three weeks. Um, Boom. 
just just so you know, I haven't traveled with a piece of luggage in probably over five, seven years now. It's been a long time. I only travel with a backpack. I used to travel like, so we're reverse. I used to travel just with a backpack. And the older yeah. I'm getting, the more I'm like, no, I need this. I need a bag. Really? I need this, I need <laughs> yes. No, so in the backpack is just the essential, <laughs> you know, and workout clothes. You got like three tanks, three shirts three pairs of sh pants, three shorts, make them all like super flat and material and just solids where you now have like 50 different combination outfits. If you really, you know, mix and match. And my thing was more of like, I'd rather have options during my travel than options for outfits. Like for instance, you know, there was a time I was in Thailand and all I had was on my backpack and was on this boat tour and it was like, well, fuck, I'm just going to stay on this island. Y'all can go back home and traveling like that. <laughs> yeah, traveling like that. Why I do the backpack thing? Because I'm all about adventure, being on the go. You know, I don't want things, materialistic things to hold me down. So whether I'm traveling or even at home living life, materialistic things are not going to change my options. So that Shit. goes back to your changes, right? So, you know, wanted the, I came from having a big house, having the Mercedes and having all that stuff, you know, but all that stuff, having all that stuff removes my option of going into the design world. Like, I can't take this job because I got to pay for this. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, I'd rather, you know, make whatever money doing the design thing than being basically i got to go to work because i got to pay this car i got to go keep being a paralegal because i got to pay this car like right no yeah so when that got stripped away that's how i got into the whole backpack era like i just don't need a lot i'm very basic like in the I mean, I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> not no, no. Basic is not even the word, but I do get it. Like you're I'm, kind of like low maintenance. I am low maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Low maintenance. My girl is a minimalist out here. I'm not here for it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, backpacking. So when are we going to go on a trip again? With just I, a backpack. I Soon. I mean, you know, I'm always game. I mean, we ate, okay. we, we had lunch at Ikea. That's what we do. Like, you know me, I'm with oh you. I'm, God, yo, I, to, I'm not going to lie to you. I like the hot, I like going and getting a hot dog and we then just walking dog. around. Yo. When you cut, when you, the cinnamon rolls are everything there. Yeah, like I like I don't like look, man. Like, and that's one thing. Like I, I will say this, and I think that you guys, Melissa, talking to you a lot on on this pod as we've developed, and Amanda definitely like your story because I was there to see a lot of it. That you start to realize that, like, yo, like, what can we do as opposed to all about what we have, right? And like, I literally, you, when Amanda and I were in college, it was crazy because we were the only two single people there. We have these big ass houses. Like people literally thought like I was selling drugs and that she was a stripper. Like they didn't yes. even know. And we literally was, we literally, it was like one big party house. If we could, we used to always talk about if we could put like this tunnel to go between our houses, then we would do that. So we just go back and forth. Like literally the text would be like, Hey, you got hypnotic. Hey, you got Hennessy I'm screaming not the hypnotic days. Yo, that's, that's, that's really, that, that's how we work. Oh, where are we going? Like, it was so crazy. Like, I got so many dope memories and I'm gonna let y'all get out of here soon. I got so many dope memories. Like the, and the one that sticks out that I love to like, this is me and Amanda in a nutshell. I wake up in the morning and I go outside and I'm like, the fuck? Because I got a rock wild, right? So I, I got to let Creed out. Amanda's truck, Amanda's got this big ass Lexus, the big 450. No, 
Rover. Oh yeah, okay. The Rover. See what I'm saying? She's got the Rover. Yeah, this trucks. thing, this thing, <laughs> this thing is in my driveway though. It's in my driveway. Like it's not like it's in my driveway. So I'm immediately like, well, where the hell is she? And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't let her in. Like she's not in my house. What? I call Amanda. Amanda is home. I go, Amanda, why is your car in my yard? She goes, my car's in your yard. Amanda has parked her car in my yard, got out, and walked in her own house. Like, like this is that that is us in a nutshell, right? As long as I know where she at and she's safe, I'm cool. She come out there, sleepy eyes, and move the truck so I can get my own car out. But that is us in a nutshell. And and so when when these stories start happening, she starts telling me stuff like it really becomes this thing where you start saying, These are really dope friends, then dope people that have become family that it's the experiences that you have with them that become even bigger than, oh, my God, we were doing this or we were that. It was like, yo, we just fucking had ice cream together, yo, and that talk we had. Remember this? And remember we saw this or we were here, right? right? So to that point, I, I commend to both of you. Like, like that's what I think is dope about both of you when we talk about these things. And there's so many dope memories and stories. And they don't always include, like, what everybody seems to think today. Like, I got to be in VIP or I had to spend this much money. And then they can't even remember the dope time that they actually had with the people that are supposed to be so dope to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing I get from these conversations. Like the dope moments don't always, they're not the priciest. They're not the most sparklers on the bottle. They're like those people that you have those experiences with that you'd be like, yo, you remember this dumb shit right here? Yo, this shit was so much fun. <laughs> you know, I was telling and, uh, Nola, I was telling one, Nola actually, the photographer. I was like, yeah, I've only seen Eakin in real life. Twice. <laughs> I have only been, I only seen Eakin in real life twice. And I've known Eakin for two, almost three years. Cause I met him during the oh. pandemic. Um, and we have worked on so much and talked so much. I talked to Eakin a lot. Um, <laughs> and they're the best conversations, but I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know. If I saw him in the street, I'd be like, oh shit, that, that guy looks, oh my God, it's Eakin, it's Eakin. Um, I have one more question for Amanda though. Go ahead, um, that's what she's here, she's a guest, you know? So you said it's gonna be on the A&E um, channel, which is, yes. what channel, where does it stream? Does it stream A&E TV is like first 48, all those shows come on there. So if you, if you watch as much crime as I do, and you know Pookie about to get arrested within the first 48, um, um, if you, you know, uh, uh, Pooking and told I'm blacking them. It, it, yeah, <laughs> you know, if they if they ask for a cigarette, they about to tell it. Hey, let me get a cigarette, bro. They about to tell it. But yeah. go, go ahead, Amanda. Uh, the, the show times. I'm sorry. Before I get off on a tangent, go ahead. The show times. So they have so zombie house flipping has four different teams. They have in Orlando, Tampa, Fort Worth, and Dallas. So we're all they all start out um, December third, the Saturday. So the Texas team is going first and then Tampa will be starting January 7th. So I will be showing up January 7th, January 14th and January 21st. So okay. those are the first three episodes and then they'll go on to the other cities and then do a rotation. Nice. And I'll be able to find this like on Hulu or something, right? Yeah. Wherever yeah. A&E TV is on the app. Yeah, wherever. Is this what I'm asking? Well, well, I just, well, I just told you, you. If you watch the first 48, which I know you do, because we all do, because we're worried about no, going to see some of Actually, like, I don't watch like crime shows, but I don't watch. I haven't watched it in a long time. Wait, if you don't watch first 48, what? How do they? They still make you. You got to watch the first 48. It's like, want to know a funny thing? Before I changed my major into legal studies, it was my senior year. I was majoring in forensic science. 
Like so you can help catch the, so you so you could help catch the people that are on the first forty eight. I couldn't. Yeah, and then my literally my last semester, I was like, mm, I don't want to do this, <laughs> and I changed majors. I would and never want to date Amanda because you could never do anything wrong because she'd have like a black light like looking through the house. Like I know another bitch was here. I see the fingerprint. Wow. <laughs> There's a hair strand. <laughs> Hey, look, man, I, I appreciate both of you, man, giving me lots of insight today. And as always, man, it, it, it's been a pleasure. Amanda, where can they find you at on social media? Because, you know, we got to keep pumping that up. I told you we got to keep pumping that up. OK, so my personal one is the Panda Experience, because that's my nickname, Panda. And then my business one is Interior Motive Design. Yeah. What's the one you surf on most of the time? Because that's what your ass be doing because you don't be working. So when you surf, <laughs> what's the one you surf on all the time? Don't do her. <laughs> The panda experience. That's yeah. where all the adventure stuff yeah. is. Yeah. Adventure and design. The interior motive design is just design, but <laughs> a lot of to- it's a lot of damn surfing. I'm wondering, do you got a day job? Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of damn surfing on that page. I'm like, bro, do she what design is she doing out here? Is she walking out on the beach with a surfboard. Where it ain't no design out there. Party What the that's because I don't play flag football anymore though. <laughs> that's, that's that's another story. story yeah that's another story <laughs> you don't play flag football anymore yes you're not playing flag football anymore um melissa where can they melissa you've changed your instagram too yes jason yes. do you even jason do you even instagram know where to find too. melissa at on instagram oh jason knows where to find you at uh because it's um, like it's like my, a different experience you, now on instagram what is it <laughs> Did you have to look you it up? Oh my it. god. Do you have to no, look I it up? I don't have to look it up. I don't have to look it up. I don't have to look it up. Relax. We're working on a rebranding. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the viewers I like it. Viewers I mean, and listeners can find me on Instagram at Melissa Laboreal. That is my government name. Um Laboreal is spelled like labor ends in I-E-L. Yeah, you know, whenever she she's always got some exotic page, right? Her page is always like, "Hey, you know, really, you have to do this and this and this to actually get to my page, not those simple ass DJ Eakin page, you know, like that." She has been that page, shit. like that, you know, yeah, you know, that page been the same for years. DJ Eakin, that's that's what you, that's where you find the shit at. It's like the same thing, like it ain't gonna change. Come over here for the the brand. Hey, do me. Come. Come I'm gonna change mine to our Arch- you know, watch. <laughs> shit, I'm gonna be, be going. I'm gonna be going in my DMs and be like, where I where I message you at? Be like, I know where she at. Let me go over here and find that picture here. <laughs> and hey, look, man, look, man, look. She don't say her whole name to me. That does not mean I do not love her. She just, she just. If she would have started out and if she would have been like, call me Miss, and then I would have had to say her whole last name, that would have been one thing. Man, it'd be Panda. Panda, where you at? Panda, what you got to drink? Aria Pajita, right? Yep. Yep. See? Hey. <laughs> first of all, first of all, it's now not. Now you e- got to record it so you can hit no, play. No. No. First of all, first of all, it's not even fair because that's how her mom talks to her because that's how she goes in and out of that accent whenever it's needed. <laughs> so that's, it's not even fair. Like, like no, no. she goes in and out of that I, accent. I've known Amanda for all of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Appreciate everybody <laughs> rocking with us here at the DJ Aiken Podcast, man. Uh, cannot do it without you, ladies, and I appreciate you taking the time. Jason, Radio Influence, man, as always. And uh, all the content, download, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, wherever you get your podcast, fix that, and on the YouTube channel at DJ Aiken TV. Uh, Melissa, you're bocking over there. Um, we, all kinds of reels and stuff are starting to pop off of you, too. I'm going to have to take those down, though, because you can't be getting a whole lot of light. <laughs>
can't. I'm just. I'm a hater, yo. I'm a hater. I, I, I sense it. Don't be mad. No, I'll be in the bar. <laughs> if I walk in the barbershop again, hey, what's up with your co-host? Hey, bro. First of all, first of all, bro. Like, how am I doing? I came to get a haircut. I'm paying you. How about that? Tell the barbers I say, hey. Oh my god. <laughs> As always, man, it's love. <laughs> As always, it's love, man. Thank you so much, man. The DJ can podcast. We out.